Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Workship books. And my name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We are here to remember that all we do is an act of worship to God. Our diligence is a gift. Our faithfulness is an act of service. Our labor is our investment into creation. As we enter our working day, we do so with faith and with hope, knowing that God is glorified when we offer our work to him. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God, creator of the world, that you have made us in your image, the image of a worker. Help us to be aware of your desire to work through us today, empowered by your spirit and modeling Jesus. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 119, verses 129 to 136. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from human oppression, that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. Our Bible reading for today is from 1 Samuel chapter 17, the story of David and Goliath. Hear the word of the Lord. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle lines to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath who was from Gath came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his feet he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its iron point weighed six hundred shekels. His shield-bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? 
Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch in his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, "'Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks?' And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. "'Come here,' he said, "'and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals.' David said to the Philistine, "'You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, "'but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, "'the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. "'This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, "'and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. "'This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistine army "'to the birds and the wild animals, "'and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel.'" All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. Let me tell you another story. Jackie was excited about landing her dream job, teaching at a Christian school. But reasonably quickly, the situation began to deteriorate. No one explained to her how things worked so she was constantly having to ask questions which were responded to curtly. She had a particular clash with one staff member, and when she asked their common manager to intervene, he asked her instead to explain her actions. 
When Jackie pulled out her position description to demonstrate she actually had authority in the disputed situation, the manager admitted she was right, but no one apologised and the tension continued. Her manager had agreed that her workload was too much, but when giving her the much-requested administration support, he also gave her a new project. When she explained she was unable to complete the extra project because of a focus on other tasks and marketing, he told her to stop marketing. Three months later, she was told that lack of income generated meant her role was being cut back. There were a hundred other little cuts. She was told she was not qualified to apply for a higher duties job she was already doing for a year, and then that job was given to a less qualified and less experienced man. She would say something in a meeting and be ignored, then someone else would say the same thing and be affirmed. She was told her contract would not be renewed, but that she was not allowed to inform anyone beyond immediate family. While each of these situations individually might not be considered particularly harmful, the combined force can be seen to be part of a systemic issue of bullying, particularly by Jackie's manager. The Bible reveals to us some of the causes of bullying behaviour. In our reading today, Goliath was convinced that his personal power could be used to bully anyone he wanted to. But that ironically made him vulnerable to young David with his slingshot. In the case of Joseph, it was jealousy from his brothers, which was inflamed by his prideful behaviour. The Good Samaritan of Jesus' parable was picked on by thieves and robbers and ignored by the religious establishment because he was vulnerable as a single man travelling a dangerous road. And Jesus was believed perhaps more than anyone else in the Bible. We have graphic descriptions of his abuse and punishment, including mocking, swearing, lashings, beatings, and then the horrific humiliation of the cross. It appears that those who treated him so poorly were mostly afraid of him. His wisdom, his miracles, his authorities, his disciples, his popularity and his claims to be the Christ. While we have the list of things that might spark bullying, we acknowledge that there are some tensions as Christians when we are facing bullying. Jesus told us to turn the other cheek, but tough love may involve standing up to the bully. And while there is a desire for revenge that is palpable, this must be offset by a desire for righteousness. And while we are told to love our enemies, how is that balanced by our godly fight for justice? You need wisdom and prayer as you respond to bullying and conflict. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart and let's pray. You need wisdom to face up to bullying. Have you ever experienced bullying yourself or seen it happen to someone else? Are you experiencing bullying right now? Share your thoughts with God. Thank you.
In your experience, what are ways you have seen the factors of unchecked power, jealousy, or the vulnerability of an individual or a group lead to bullying behavior? Imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new understanding about bullying? Dear Lord, sometimes we want certainty. Sometimes we want justice for ourselves. Sometimes we wonder why you allow bad things to happen to us. Help us to lean into the pain. Help us to lean into the tension. Help us to recognize your hand at work. Help us to learn from the situation. Grant us the peace of Christ. Grant us friends to support us. Enable us to praise you in the storm of it all. Enable us to work for an audience of one. Work for you. When we are experiencing bullying, it is easy for our thought life to shrink to that situation. We become obsessed with what is happening and wondering about the bully and wanting to justify ourselves. However, there is rarely anything we can do or say that will make the bully feel better about us. Often the best thing to do is to repeat in our heads after David, quote, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Stand confident in who God says you are, and to the best of your ability, bring truth with a peaceful heart. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that we need wisdom to face up to bullying. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before Him. So now it's time to go to work.
into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Kara Martin and Stephen Field and is edited by Stephen Field on behalf of Worship on the Way in conjunction with Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. Bible readings are from the New International Version. Prayer music is by Deep Instrumental. Other music sourced through Epidemic Sounds. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, you need wisdom to face up to bullying.